Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News and stuff right after this. But first, let me ask you, have you ever shopped at an open-air market or a flea market? Kind of fun. Oftentimes, the shopkeepers of these establishments purposely display items without a price. Kind of clever. It's a sales strategy. It revolves around the premise that customers will bargain with them to arrive at an agreeable price. It's pretty cool. Bargaining. You don't want to bargain with God, however. The result is not good for you. Have you ever prayed, God, if you'll just stay out of this area of my life, I will serve you more diligently? No, you don't want to do that. Bring your doubts, your fears, your worries to God today in prayer. He loves you. He's concerned about what's going on in the smallest details of your life. When you're ready to stop bargaining, God will lead you to a place of peace and absolute blessings. What in the world is going on? Iranian proxies attacked U.S. forces in Syria overnight. Three Americans injured, one seriously, and the U.S. launches military attack. Media, the left-leaning loonies, keep asking Israeli spokespeople the same question and gets the same answer. Quick review. Hamas started this war. Are we right there? Hamas holds Israeli hostages that the Israeli people want back. Israel has vowed to get these people back. Israel said Hamas must be wiped out and is working toward that goal. Amen. Hamas chose to entrench itself in the civilian population of Gaza and kids' schools and hospitals. The cowards. If Hamas had not invaded Israel on October the 7th and slaughtered Israel military and civilians, then the Gazan Arabs would not be suffering so much now. You keeping up? In a nutshell... Israel was forced into this war, and Israel is fighting it in order to make another October the 7th impossible. I like that. If the world community hates what Israel is doing, they can ensure Israel won't have to bury any more Israelis through Islamic terrorism in the days ahead. Just saying. I don't know, maybe I fell asleep at the wheel. This is why this one surprised me, I guess. In 2023, particularly in the months after that terror attack, there was lawsuits, congressional investigations, threats to cut federal funding from elite universities in America. It was the year that campus anti-Semitism, long bubbling under the radar on college campuses, finally got its reckoning. Jonah Conan, communications director of the Committee for Accuracy of Middle East Reporting in America, told Fox, Americans are beginning to awaken to the presence of the extremist and anti-Semitic ideologies prevailing in our public universities. Israel declared war against Hamas after the terrorist group infiltrated the country, firing thousands of rockets at residential areas, butchering, raping, torturing civilians. At least 1,200 Israelis, 32 Americans were killed. Over 240 people were taken as hostages into the Gaza Strip. That terrorist attack by Hamas exposed systematic Jewish hatred on college campuses, a reality like never before. Following these events, protests broke out on college campuses. Pro-Palestinian demonstrations frightened Jewish students for, in many cases, sympathizing with the Hamas crimes and somehow justifying Americans. Yep, we've gone bats. Time to wake up in so many areas in this new America because there's an incredible flood of evil. 
Well, here's some serious stuff. Two paramedics were convicted of criminally negligent homicide in the death of Elijah McCain. That was on Friday, bringing an end to the, the trial. There are five different people who were charged in connection with that controversial death in 2019. McLean's death became a rallying cry for racial justice advocates that year after he was confronted by cops as he was walking home from a convenience store. Officers approached him, 23-year-old guy, after receiving a call from an anonymous citizen about a person in the area who was wearing a ski mask, looked pretty sketchy. Guy was unarmed at the time, but became involved in an altercation with three cops that turned increasingly violent, leading officers to handcuff him, hold him face down on the ground, and you know the rest of the story. The problem is, at some point, the two paramedics who arrived on the scene, Jeremy Cooper and Peter Chenuik, administered ketamine to uh, McLean. Ketamine is sometimes used as a sedative for individuals who are agitated, but the dose administered by the paramedics was reportedly exceeding the appropriate amount, and, uh, well, he died. Two paramedics convicted of criminally negligent murder. It happened. Ukraine struck a large Russian landing warship in Crimea with cruise missiles in an overnight attack that killed at least one. Could hinder... Any Russian attempt to seize more Ukrainian territory along the Black Sea, the Russian Defense Ministry, cited by the Interfax News Agency, said that Ukraine had used air-launched missiles to attack Crimean port of Theodosia and that the large landing ship had been damaged, maybe destroyed. Hey, don't slap the hand that feeds you. Biden's in bed with the media, left-leaning loonies. Always has been, but boy, he took a swipe at the media for their negative coverage of our economy ahead of his Christmas vacation upon leaving the White House on Saturday before spending Christmas at Camp David. Biden was asked by a reporter about his outlook for the economy in 2024. All good. Take a look at it, he responded. Start reporting this the right way, he added with a smirk. <laughs> they have been, you clown. Biden has repeatedly been critical of the press which he accuses of focusing more on the negative than the positive coming out of his administration. There is nothing good coming out of your administration, Sleepy Joe. Get a life. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. The FBI, you've heard of them. They are investigating, along with the Denver Police Department, threats made against the Colorado Supreme Court justices who ruled at former President President Donald Trump is prohibited from appearing on the state's ballot in next year's presidential election. You knew that was going to happen. Well, it happened today, 26, well, actually 27 years ago, right? John Bonet Ramsey, six years old, murdered in the basement of her family's Bolter home day after Christmas, 1996. She was found, bludgeoned in the head, and strangled to death grabbed worldwide attention and people still talk about it today never solved well it happened back in the pandemic era yeah it changed how americans got around in ways that could be long lasting they say what it didn't change was our appetite for cars and pickups before the pandemic the number of registered u.s vehicles on u.s roads grew at about the same pace as the amount of driving being done on those roads. As we collectively drove more, we needed more cars and trucks to get us around. 
The pandemic, which closed stores and workplaces, sharply curved our driving, but we kept adding more cars and trucks on the road. Even though prices shot up because of shortages or the computer chip cut back, the number of vehicles that were available. The result, we now have more cars than ever, but we are putting fewer miles on them. What's behind this? They say the number of vehicles in operation, which grew to about 284 million in 2023 from 278 million in 2029 before the pandemic got underway. It isn't that people are buying a second or third vehicle in greater numbers. Rather, the growth in vehicles roughly matches the growth in the number of households in this country. And there you have it. Just a little bit of trivia information on cars and trucks. Well, Christmas Day was dangerously busy for two popular American conservatives who became victims of swatting. You've heard of that, right? For the second time in three days, the parents of conservative influencer Jack Posobiec were swatted with gruesome accusations that this guy had shot his wife and his children. Parents just got swatted again, Posobiec posted. Christmas night, they told the officers that I had shot my wife and son in the kitchen of my home. Swatting is when someone makes a false report of an ongoing serious crime in order to elicit a response from the cops, such as a dispatch of a SWAT team. Oh, it's getting worse all the time. Do you know Jack Posobiec? He's the senior editor of Human Events and has a big daily talk show called Real America Voice. It's clear federal law is currently inadequate on swatting incidents, whether to schools, public figures, or members of Congress. Such laws must be updated. In addition, Congress must address the total failure of the federal government law enforcement agencies to deal with these violent threats. Well, I would think so. In business news, the unpredictability of the state of the American workplace continues to be on the minds of people as they look to the new year. The response to this instability of job security has created a workplace trend known as career cushioning. It's a new term. Workers are setting up Plan B so that they should be downsized, perhaps, by their companies. They're prepared for this to happen. Yeah, career cushioning, a strategy in which you get ready for your career by taking proactive steps like attending networking nights, updating your resumes, LinkedIn profiles, and perhaps even applying for another job. They say this is going to be 2024. Although career cushioners may not want to leave their current jobs, they decide to get a jump start just in case what they're doing, their job is eliminated, etc. Huh. Career cushioning. And health news. Hey, you got high blood pressure? There's a new procedure out there. They say it's going to be a, a game changer. People with treatment-resistant hypertension could benefit from this new procedure. Somehow, this minimally invasive procedure targets the nerves around your kidneys to help control high blood pressure when medications do not work. Interesting. They're doing it now at Mount Sinai, and boy, the thing, somehow there's sympathetic nerves near the kidneys, and this thing could stop a heart attack, stroke, brain bleed, kidney failure. They say this is a good one. Into sports, into football, Baltimore Ravens star Lamar Jackson called out pro football talk founder Mike Florio after the team's 39-19 win over San Francisco. Florio basically said that uh, San Francisco was going to trump Baltimore. 
It didn't happen. 33-19. Baltimore over San Francisco. And now a bit of uh, living in today's world. This should encourage you oldsters at age five. Dad died. Age 16, quit school. 17, already lost four jobs. At 18, got married. Between 18 and 22, a railroad conductor failed. Joined the Army, washed out. He applied for law school, rejected. Became an insurance salesman and failed. At 19, became a dad. At 20, his wife left him and took the baby. He became a cook and dishwasher. Failed. He failed in an attempt to kidnap his own daughter and eventually convinced his wife to return home. At 65, retired. First day of retirement, received a check from the government for $105. Felt the government was saying that he couldn't provide for himself. He decided to commit suicide. Wasn't worth living. He failed so many times. There's one thing he could do better than anyone he knew, and that was, hey, he knew how to cook. He borrowed $87 against his check, bought and fried up some chicken using his recipe and went door to door, sold them to his neighbors in Kentucky. At 65, he was ready to commit suicide, remember? At 88, Colonel Sanders founded Kentucky Fried Chicken and became a billionaire. Moral of the story, attitude is everything. It's never too late to start over. And more importantly, it's all about your attitude. So don't you ever give up no matter how hard it gets. You have what it takes to be a success. Go for it. Make a big difference in life. No guts, no glory. You're never too old to dream. I was sharing with the kids yesterday. Hey, dad's never been busier. Radio, Southwest Radio Church, speaking, book writing, church, counseling, demonic counseling. Uh, five grandkids, that'll keep you busy in and of itself. Come on, let's go for it. You're not old, not really. You're as old as you think you are. Just something to think about this Tuesday. Thoughts from here, there? The question is not why would a loving God send anyone to hell. The question is why would anyone choose hell over a loving God? Oh, it's true. Sometimes God puts you in places alone because he needs you to realize you do not need anybody but him. And here's a good one. You may not feel strong today, but in someone's eyes, you are their comfort and their strength. Where's my Bible? Life 101 is next. A piece of property? They'll take it. That used car you want to get rid of? They'll take it. Cash, check, money order, credit card. Hey, there's always a need in Christian radio. Beyond belief, I've worked in both Christian radio and secular radio. Sometimes you're getting fat on the secular side, but I've never seen that happen in Christian radio. It's tough just to meet budget week after week, month after month. Your opportunity now, my friend, to help this station stay on the air and continue to broadcast the good news of Jesus Christ. So you pray about it. See how you might help out the station in your area that is sending out the good news that Jesus saves and your life can be changed as you surrender to him. We're always appealing, aren't we? Yeah, but that's life, my friend, and it's a fact. Money is needed now. Just pray about it, then get in touch with this local station. Say, I would like to, uh, well, you just fill in the blank. And we thank you in advance. So why would a Christian ever be depressed? Can you be, and is it, is it scriptural? 
And is America great? Was she ever really great? Is she going to be great again? Now think about these things, my friend, because it's very important. What's going to happen to America? Or why is God angry at this country? What is truth? You shall know the truth. It'll set you free. A good reading today might be 2 Timothy 3.1. In the end times, and they're coming, it will be terrible in those last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Tell me we're not there. Lovers of money and boastful people and proud and abusive and disobedient to their parents. My goodness, it's never been like this, has it? Ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good for sure. The Bible says the last days on earth are going to be filled with tragedy, and there's not much good news in the world right now, is there? Doomsday, bearing down on America, think about it. In the minds of many, sure, others see the future as providing more fantastic opportunities. Things are wonderful, especially in the last two years. Opportunities at every hand, new inventions happening, microchip technology, levels of communication and efficiency that most never dreamed of. It's a great day in America, is it? While technological advances continue to impress us, there's also the ever-growing dark side of man. Read Jeremiah 17, 9. Man's nature is being revealed in his misrule of the planet. You hear these stories every day on Hello World. Poverty, war, ethnic tensions continue to worsen. Even in the United States of America, the nation widely recognized as the most powerful and influential nation of the free world. It's currently experiencing difficulties, right? How many people are behind President Trump? How many people were behind President Obama? Who really is the leader? So what does the future hold? Will technology be used to bring about recovery, or will it be used by evil-minded men to bring about our demise? According to the Bible, what will happen to America? You know, the majority of people who settled in this country have a unique connection to the biblical patriarch Abraham and his descendants. You can read in Genesis 48:13 through 16 explaining how Joseph, Abraham's great-grandson, was sold into slavery by his brothers, yet became a powerful ruler in Egypt. Joseph's two sons, Ephraim, Manasseh, received from their grandfather Jacob a special blessing, did they not, that had previously been passed down from Abraham? Prophecies in the Bible reveal that these two brothers, Ephraim and Manasseh, would rise to prominence. Today, the descendants of those two are largely the peoples of Great Britain and the United States, respectively. To understand what's going to happen to America, you have to study biblical prophecy directed toward Manasseh. The Bible prophesies that the descendants of this man would become a great nation, and that the descendants of his brother Ephraim would become a multitude of nations, Genesis 48, 19. The United States and Britain and some of its former colonies, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, are the nation and a group of nations that best fit this biblical description. We have really been blessed here in America. As far as military prowess and physical blessings go, the Bible says that in the last days, the descendants of Joseph would be exceptionally blessed above all other nations, even their own brethren, and other nations that would rise from Abraham's descendants, Genesis 49. These prophecies have come to pass, just as God said. And the United States, hey, it's unusual. Summarizing the physical resources of this country, such as the American geography, it's an impressive one. 
the Great Mississippi Basin, together with intercoastal waterways, has more miles of navigable internal waterways than the rest of the world combined. The American Midwest is both overlaid by this waterway and is the world's largest contiguous piece of farmland. The U.S. Atlantic coast possesses more major ports than the rest of the Western Hemisphere combined. Two vast oceans insulated the United States from Asian and European powers. Deserts separate the United States from Mexico to the south. Lakes and forests separate the population in Canada from those in the United States. The United States has capital, food surplus, physical insulation in excess of every other country in the world by an exceedingly large margin. Sure it does. And people continue to wonder, why does God bless the United States, despite all of our evil here? The U.S. is a powerful nation with abundant fertile land, a good climate, and laws that allow for creativity and investment in hard work and the ability to enjoy the fruits of one's labor. But in spite of the United States' blessings, my friend, poor decisions by leadership through the years have threatened the way of life of so many Americans, those that have come to enjoy this old world. Irresponsible increases in debt and entitlement programs that cannot possibly be sustained at current levels of taxation or problems passed on from one generation to the next. You take care of that. Most of those listening to this radio broadcast are Christian, are conservative in their ideas and philosophies. And one of the dangers of all of this stuff, especially politically, is getting your eyes off of God and onto a man. Remember, God is in charge. Always has been, always will be. And this is something you and I need to consider because sometimes things seem to be out of control, but not with God. Solomon wrote, everything under the sun is meaningless, like chasing after the wind, Ecclesiastes 1.14. Do you ever feel like that's happening? Everything in your life is meaningless? You're chasing the wind? No wonder you can get depressed in the world today. And no wonder I asked the question as we started, should a Christian ever be depressed? I think now more than ever, the answer is oh, yes. A lot of depressing things going on out there. And the question has to be, how's it going to be different? I mean, 2024, will it be different than 2023? We're just days away and we're going to find out. The Bible says only those things done for Christ will last. Everything that we see is going to be the hay, wood, and stubble that's going to burn. And those precious jewels, the things that you do for Jesus. In just the last week, how many things have there been? Yeah, depression, it's real in more ways than one. But my friend, we have someone very special, if you know Jesus Christ as Savior. He is not an answer, as most of us know. Oh, no, he is the absolute answer, period. Have you ever been saved? Good start today. Trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for whosoever, that's you, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love it, my friend. And finally, things are not always as they seem. One guy said that he visited his doctor, and he was pleasantly surprised to find that he had installed some, some music in the waiting room. As I sat there enjoying a piano recording, I overheard an elderly lady say to her companion, it's just like these young doctors, a crowded waiting room here, and he's in there playing the piano. <laughs> oh, when you get old, strange things happen to your mind, right? Hey, you've been listening to Hello World. 
How was Christmas yesterday? Did you have a great day? I trust that you did, my friend. Join me on Facebook, Greg, Jerry G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. The book, you got it yet? Invisible War? The Invisible War on the Saints.com. Invisible War on the Saints.com. And join me on Facebook, Greg, Jerry G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Oh, I love to have friends. Will you be mine? Thanks for visiting with us today. That's the way it is for Tuesday. Well, it's December the 26th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.